welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey folks, it's Amy here right on time, 9am. Super excited to be hanging out with you all. I'm just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. So if you're already here joining me live, say hello. I want to see who's here. Um, With the noisiest keyboard that there is. (laughs) So... We're almost set up. You might like to have a journal, folks, if you're already here. So I'm going to be Facebooking um, every day this week with a different topic uh, each day to support you in what is it that you want from the rest of 2018. I've just been... uh, um, in hanging out for an hour or so with the people who are doing the growing your yoga business business training program and they were you know we're talking about um we've been talking about where they're at in their business what it is that they're working on what what uh where they're feeling stuck where what's the next level for them in 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 their uh, business growth and one of the points that i was making with them is that you know, it's, it's October, it's the first week, the end of the first week of October. And that's great news because we still have so much time left this year to call in what it is that we uh, feel compelled to share with our people for 2018. There's something that starts to happen around this time where people start taking themselves out of the game and calling, oh, the year is over, I'll do it next year or I'm going to cancel my November and my December workshops because you know it's the holidays and no one's around um you know and and definitely if you're in a Thanksgiving part of the world like the world stops you know mid-November when people start buying what do you call it candy corn or whatever um But I want to invite you to consider that, in fact, now is the most powerful time. Now is the most potent time to achieve your yoga business goals. Now, we're not, when I talk about yoga business goals, there is a number of reasons why you have these goals and why it's important that you go out and achieve them. One, obviously, is prosperity wealth and abundance and in this community we take a stand for those things we understand that money is one of the ways that we commodify prana in the modern age money isn't inherently good it's not inherently bad it is a tool that we can use in good or bad ways i like to think that everybody in my community uses their money for great things and that's a pretty good reason to have more of it if you ask me, but it's not inherently bad or good. And so we take a stand here for wealth and prosperity as simply being part of being a householder, pursuing a yogic life and being a householder. If we think about the palachari, the four fruits of life that are fundamental to the teachings of yoga, one of them, arpa, is about make a bank, actually generating wealth, supporting a family, buying property, 
building up the, the herd, uh, you know, putting some away, um, all of those good things. It's an important part of life. And for many of us, that's the part of life in which we find ourselves. It's formalizing and creating a stable foundation and you need money to do that. So actually achieving your financial goals gets to be important in and of itself because we're good people. We do good things with money. Money is prana and pursuing artha is a part of our yogic path as a householder. Also what I find, particularly if you are a yoga teacher in a relationship with someone else who has a full-time job that is largely, hello Geraldine, that is largely responsible for the money in your family, making money in your yoga business is important for your own self-worth and validation. I'm not saying it's the only way to do that or it's the long-term situation, but I have seen again and again and again, particularly for people who come on my retreats, that they don't need more money. They've got a spouse, this may be you, or they've got a savings account or they've got a part-time job and those one of those or more than one of those things actually generates sufficient beauty and wealth in their life financially that they don't need more money but it is so important to them personally to feel like they are contributing I can think of like straight off the top of my head five gorgeous yoginis who are in this situation ten grand in the grand scheme of things with three kids at private school and maybe an international family trip and a mortgage and an investment, like 10 grand across a year is like, you know, it doesn't even cover our part of our fuel bill. It doesn't even pay for our electricity. But what it means to them to make it from teaching yoga is profound. So the financial goals that you've set in your yoga business get to be important in both of those ways. Now, also in having a yoga business, what you are doing is pursuing your own dharma and deciding that you are going to serve. It is about savor. It is about how am I going to make the world a better place in my own way? How am I going to contribute to the healing of the planet in a way that I feel called to and that feels right for me? And so if you don't achieve your yoga business goals, you aren't showing up and serving at the level that you know you're meant for. Remember, we only have these desires in us. There's a little whisper from the universe about what we're next called for. What is next for me? What, am I, what is the more deeper way that I can serve? How can I reach out and support more people? How can, I, how can I share what I know to be true from my own healing journey of yoga with more people and offer up these boons, the gems of yoga to the people who probably need them like I did not very long ago. And so fulfilling your business goals means that you're actually serving in the way that you're meant for. So again, not something uh, to be sniffed at, you know, not something to be easily uh, compromised or let go of. So for the next, all this week, I'm going to be talking about your business goals and how you can achieve them, culminating on Sunday with a very special masterclass. In fact, what I'm gonna do now is share, if you wanna just go get this right now, um, you can, because it's gonna be awesome. Um, I hope it's hosting a masterclass on Sunday, specifically about checking in with what were the goals, what did you say you were gonna do, have you done them or not, what needs tweaking, what do you need to learn, what do you need to let go of, so that you can, Get to that place where you will feel great about yourself, where you will feel like, yes, I am a zealot and an advocate uh, for yoga. Yes, I am serving in the way I know I feel called to. Yes, I feel good about myself because I contributed to my family. Or yes, I showed myself that 
I am a good teacher and I do have something to share and I, and I can achieve more than perhaps what I thought I could. It's like shashasana, right? Like this, the fact that you can do a headstand make you a better person? No, of course not. But does the fact that you persevered and you overcame your fear and you prepared to look like an idiot in front of other people and you went upside down even though it was scary as an adult and that you, and that you did the work to achieve something, does that make you a better person? Yes, same is true for your yoga business goal. So I'm really, really excited about this masterclass that is coming up on the weekend. But for right now, what I want to talk about and what I'll be doing each day this week is sharing a different skill set to give you a little bit of a, like a power punch of business training, re-inspire you to get back in the game. I, um, I have, a, I have the very good fortune to support a small group of yoga teachers in the Keep Growing Mastermind. Yesterday, I posted up a post asking them, you know, if you cast your mind back 12 months before we started working together, what would have been a topic that would be really useful for you uh, in growing your yoga business? And so I've got some great topics that I'm going to be sharing with you all week. The first one I'm going to start with is emails. Emails, writing emails to your mailing list. So this is not, in the time that we have together today, I'm going to give you like the the beej, the sutra, little potent piece that might make a tweak for you to make things better. It's not the whole comprehensive training about how to write great emails. You want that, go get the home study course, Writing from the Heart. I'll teach you all of it in detail. This is just a little power punch. And while I'm sharing, if you're watching me live and you have any business questions, if I can support you with anything, if you're stuck on anything, um, you'd like my support with anything, please go ahead and, and type them into the comments because I'd love to support you in that way. But for right now, let's talk about emails. I have a free uh, video training series, seven videos over a week about ways that you can attract more yoga students. And one of the days, the video training is about newsletters. And the offer I make in that video is if you have a newsletter and you would like me to review it, send it to me and I'll take a look. I'll send you back three uh, points to consider. If you want that training, by the way, you can get it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash namaste. Sign up for it there. Amanda, hey, Sadie. Oh, my God, you guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, so one of the things that I see happen again and again when people send me in those newsletters, and I get quite a few of them a week, and I love them. If you're doing the Attract More Yoga Students Challenge and you haven't sent me your newsletter, please send it to me. I like looking at them. <laughs> I want to help you. Uh, anyway, so what I see is that um, people have spent a long time crafting up what is essentially a newsletter, right? So it's got a picture at the top, maybe some font, whatever, whatever, blue, shining, phoenix, whatever, lotus, yoga, whatever. Um, and then it's got some text. And then it's got a sidebar of come to yin, come to my goddess workshop, come to the red tent, whatever men's yoga this is a newsletter uh and a newsletter that came up that format came up at the birth of the internet some of you know the birth of the internet Does anyone else remember this thing called the internet you don't have to go to the library there's a thing called the internet how the hell alta vista does anyone remember like googling no no searching for things on alta vista yes it's back when you could have a hotmail account that wasn't full of spam anyway um when HTML emails first came out, like an email that wasn't just text, uh, it, and it was all very exciting, it took a very long time to make, 
um, we used to make newsletters. We thought it looked cool to have essentially on your screen something that looked like what you would, hey Rosie, something that looked like what you would have if you got a printed newsletter. And that served us fine till about 2004, okay? And it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Stacey says, I remember the birth of the internet and beyond. Yes, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yes, Dewey Decimal System. So if you are still sending out newsletters, I lovingly invite you to step into the present moment. These days, we're, these days the, the cry of society is we're all time poor. I call BS on that. I think, you know, we get to use our time beautifully. But a lot of people, they feel time poor. And so they're looking to receive information in a really powerful and potent way. And that looks like sending emails versus newsletters. That looks like being concise with the information that you email to your students rather than being lengthy. People are no longer looking for a comprehensive list of articles about how to, how to you know, uh, these are the things that I see all the time. Um, my family and I, dear Amy, my family and I are loving the cooler mornings and how we get to slow down and really enjoy blah, blah, blah together. Keep reading to see my recipe for Ayurvedic milk. Or, dear Amy, welcome to my autumn newsletter. Have you been running through the autumn leaves too? Picture of yoga teacher running through autumn leaves. Don't you just love the crunch underfoot and how it reminds us to come back to the present moment? People aren't looking for that. Keep reading to see how I use natural beetroot dye to, to recolor my yoga pants for autumnal tones. Like People aren't interested in that. If they want that, they're going to go Google something and get the answer. So no more long-winded newsletters. There's two reasons why I think people, the three reasons in fact, why I think people do these long-winded newsletters. One, they actually think that their people like reading it. Like you actually wanna be in service, you wanna share something that you're interested in that your people might like. It comes from a good place. Two, it's what we think a newsletter should look like. And it is, except that no one sends newsletters anymore and you shouldn't either. And three, like type me something into the chat if this is for you three people are so afraid of telling somebody to go buy something that they pad it out with all of this other stuff right it's like small talk when actually what you want to say is i'm having a workshop this weekend there's five places left it's going to be incredible i really want you to be there here is the link to buy it but i'll tell you about how to use beetroot to dye your yoga pants and did you happen to know that potentially said this thing, which you can apply to housework and noise. So today the training, I really, the message I really want to convey for you is the days of newsletters are done. And in fact, if I, if I was being in better service to all of you, I need to go back and reshoot that video from that attract more yoga students challenge and just ditch the word newsletter altogether. These days, email marketing is still very powerful. Don't believe all of the BS about email is dead. You know, they've been saying that about the novel for forever. Forget about it. It's still very powerful. But what doesn't work anymore are long-winded, truncated, hiding newsletters. So um, start writing emails to your people. Start writing an email that is just telling your people what you want them to do. If you have something beautiful to offer and you feel amazing about it, send an email to your people letting them know. Right? Because we're not selling cigarettes to chimpanzees here. We're selling yoga that heals and transforms lives. It's good for people. So why wouldn't we want to talk about it like, you know, 
hurry, hurry, sign up for this. It's going to be amazing. If that's the space, and it should be the space that you're coming from when you create something and then go offer it into the world, then you get to feel confident and empowered about doing that in a very transparent and direct way, friendly, with love in your email marketing. No more hiding behind, here's some cat cow that you can do on your desk. None of that. Straight up telling people, inviting them to to accept, to, to receive what it is that you have to offer. Start sending sales emails. That's point number one about emails. Now I want to talk about, uh, let's see who else is here. Say hi, uh, folks, if you're watching me live. Uh, I want to see who all, who all these people. And if you have any qu questions or if there's anything I can support you with today in your yoga business, go ahead and type those into the comments as well. So the next thing I want to talk about on this topic of email marketing is, or, or sending emails to your students, is how do you use email to keep your students coming back? How do you use email for retention? So one of the things where I see people um, uh, missing an opportunity, and I'm using sales language here because Yoga heals and transforms. The more people who get it, hey, Nikki, the more people who get yoga, the better, right? Nikki agrees with me on this one, I know for sure. I needed to talk to you earlier, lovely. We would, I was harping on about Nada Yoga. And <laughs> you would have been great to have interviewed right then. Um, so, so where I see people miss out on retaining students, and remember, retaining students is great for your yoga business. It's great for your sense of professional fulfillment, sharing your gifts with the people who need it. And it's very, very good for the people who keep coming back and getting more yoga, right? More yoga, better person. So where I see people missing out on that is not utilizing the power of email in the follow-up after someone comes to your class for the first time. So my invitation for you today for a task that you can put on your to-do list. And if you are in any of my group programs, you know that actually I don't believe in to-do lists. I believe in putting it into your calendar so that it actually gets done. The task to schedule and get done is to develop an onboarding email sequence. So this will vary depending on your pricing structure, how you arrange enrollment in your classes. I'm gonna run through two examples. Example number one is for people who are studio owners and do something like a one week trial or a 10 day trial or a one month intro pass. I've just bought one of those myself at a Jiva Mukti studio, gonna be back there on Saturday. Cannot wait, freaking love me some Jiva Mukti. Man. Anyway, so if you have a studio or if you have some kind of class set up where you have an intro pass, not a free class, but a like seven, 10, 30 day intro situation, I want you, here's your task. Here is your challenge. If you choose to accept it, here's your mission. If you choose to accept it, Tom Cruise, man. Um, I want you to write three emails that go out to those people once they buy your intro offer. The first email says, hey Amy, I love that you've signed up for the intro pass. We're really gonna enjoy seeing you at the studio over the next seven days. Change the number, let's just say it's seven for, for, the, for this example. Um, if you're new to yoga, 
uh, then I, I mean, uh, what would I say? No, then I'll probably say something like, um, as you know, your intro pass lets you come to all of the classes on our schedule. Here's a link to access the schedule. Here's some classes that you might really be interested in. Hint, in that section, I would put in the classes that are undersubscribed. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. Better yet, shoot me back an email and let me know how you found the first class. Love, whatever, namaste, whatever, your name. Now, this is, you get this email, you set it up so that they get this email when they get home from that first class. As soon as they come and they buy, they get opted in to this welcome sequence and they get that first email straight away. The reason that you have them email you back is because once they start interacting with you, one, it builds rapport incredibly quickly. Two, it tells their email provider that you are a good person, not a bad person. As soon as they start interacting with you, your emails are going to go into their main inbox, not into their promotions and not into their spam. So always posing a question is going to help, uh, it's going to help your deliverability of your emails on a shiver encoded level, but on a Shakti encoded level, it's building rapport. It's helping you engage with people. It's building a relationship and people feel seen and valued. And let's face it, that's a whole lot of what yoga is about these days. Then two days later, they get another email. Hey, Amy, hope you're enjoying your intro pass. Remember, you can come to as many classes as you like, and here's a link to the timetable. If you're new to yoga, you might be feeling a little bit of soreness in your muscles. Or if you haven't been active for a while, you might be feeling da-da-da, whatever. That, don't worry, that's really normal. Here's some stretches you could try at home that might help alleviate that. Alternatively, maybe you want to come to Yin. Here's the link to the schedule again. As always, if you have any questions, just reply back to my email. I'd love to hear from you. In fact, I'd love to know what's the one thing you're really enjoying the most at our studio. Shoot me back a note. Namaste, Rosie, whoever. Right? <clears throat> they get that one and like day three of seven or day four of seven. And then on day six of seven, they get another email. Hey, Amy, I love that you've been showing up all week for the intro pass. By now, you'll probably get a great sense of our studio, what we're about and how we really like to be a family and celebrate all different types of yoga. We'd love to have you stay on with us. And so here's some options for you to consider once your intro pass runs out. And then you pitch, sign up as a monthly member, or um, I wouldn't give them the casual option, book in for the beginner series, or like maybe give them three options where they can go sign up. And again, finish it out with a request for them to email you back. This is a very simple onboarding email sequence for people who have uh, it's some kind of an intro pass offer. If you do a one month unlimited intro pass offer, I would just put more emails into the mix. For everybody watching, remember when someone's first interacted with your business, they are never going to be more interested in hearing from you than they are at that moment. You get me? It's like, I'm going to do it. It's like dating. <laughs> you know, when you're like, messaging someone when you're just meeting each other like it's oh my god oh my god the most message is like ah they feel like that at the start one year down the road and someone's saying oh my god i just had the most amazing blueberries and you're not like going oh that's so sexy you're going so like why didn't you get me some like no, people don't care that much but at the start they want to hear everything that you have to say so sending more emails at the beginning 
is good for your business. It's, it's building rapport and they are so receptive to hearing what you have to say at that time. All right, so how, these, how am I going, folks? Like, tell me, is this useful? Give me some sugar if I'm uh, <laughs> on the money here or not. I don't know. I can just be talking to myself. All right, so I want to go through the second mini training about onboarding emails for people who are more freelance or offer um, casuals. So this is, a, if you do block bookings, you don't need this, people are already signed up, they've paid you in full for the period of time, they're coming back. If you offer casual dropping classes, this is a big one. Again, I wanna see, this is, your, this is your mission if you choose to accept it, an onboarding sequence for new people who come along as casuals. So it can be very similar to what I just shared with you. And depending on the level of sophistication of the software that you use, it can be a little bit um, heavy on the administration, but it will be worth it. Remember, building your business is not just teaching your classes. Building your business is working on your business as well as in your business. In your business is teaching yoga and planning for yoga classes. Working on your business, is managing your social media, getting back to your students, doing your admin, preparing your tax, doing professional development, reading yoga, all of that stuff probably takes up more than half of the time. That's normal. So this admin, it could be cumbersome if you don't have a really sophisticated email system provider. That's okay. It's going to be worth it. Think about it. Think about how many people have come to your class as a casual drop-in once and never come back. And if you could spend, I don't know, 20 minutes a week per person that did that to turn them from a one-time casual student into a lifelong student, think about that 20 minutes of time spent, how much money, income, prosperity would that equate to over the lifetime of their ongoing studentship with you? Because maybe they keep coming to class every week after that. And maybe they come on your three-day retreat. And then maybe next year they come on your Costa Rica seven-day retreat. And then maybe the year after that, they sign up for your 200-hour teacher training because you spent the 20 minutes at the front building this email sequence so that they were no longer just a one-time casual student, but they became a lifetime customer. And here's the great thing about that. Yes, it's good for your bank account. Yes, it's good for your business planning, but it's so good professionally, right? I mean, my favorite students, hands down, are the ones who have been coming since I started teaching. They're the people that I have had my hands on, literally, the longest. It feels great to have a student who stays for a long time and to watch their growth and development. Likewise, it's very rewarding as a student to have that connection with your teacher. Next week, I'm flying to Byron Bay to study with Carlos Pameda because I started studying with him 10 years ago. And he's probably going to teach me the same stuff and I don't care because I love the connection that I have with my teachers. It's so powerful as a student to have an ongoing connection. So it is rewarding on a whole bunch of levels, both to you, the business owner and teacher and to the student customer. So if you have casual classes, here's the email sequence that you need to put in place so that they stop just being a one-time, one-hit wonder, like they're the Millie Vanilli student. And they actually become like, I don't know, who won't quit? John Farnham, that doesn't get no one else except Amanda and Sadie get that. But everybody else is like, you know, if you're Oz, you know what I mean. It's the comeback tour. It's the never again comeback tour. It's another never again. That. You want those students that just keep coming back. Danny, 
shared with me that uh, in the GYYB program that she had just signed up some private family yoga classes with, she specialises in prenatal pregnancy yoga. She just signed up a private package of family yoga classes from one of her students who was one of her pregnancy students. These are the lifetime, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Amanda. These are the lifetime students. And this is where the 20 minutes spent sending out an onboarding email sequence can make a radical difference. So that would look like that night after class, they get sent and you can automate this. Don't go into freak out about how much this is going to take. This can be automated. Your computer can be doing this for you while you watch Osho things on Netflix. I'm just saying. They get an email that night. Great to see you today. I'm so glad you dropped into the studio. I really hope you enjoyed class. If this is the first time you've done yoga for a while, you might be feeling a little stiff tomorrow. Do you want to know what the best thing is? Come back and do more yoga. We'd love to see you again. And then either give them a link to the schedule or um, give them uh, a, a, like the on sale. Would you like to have a sample one month membership for 50 bucks or whatever? Like, or would you like to come to a workshop in two weeks? Offer them something. Um, and then again, I'd love to, I'd love to know how, what, you know, what did you really like most about the class? How are you feeling after coming? Please send me an email back. I love hearing from my students. I'll get back to you straight away. Like, Get them engaging with you. Then two days later, same sort of deal, just like we did earlier. Um, hey, just checking in. How's your body feeling after coming to yoga as, as, as a casual? We love our drop-ins and we also love our ongoing students. I would really love to see you again in the studio. Here's this, this and that. Would you like to come to this? Would you like to come to that? I'd love to hear from you. Email me back. And then they get another one, like what would that be, six days later. Hey, Amy, just letting you know the class that you came to last week is on again tomorrow night. We'd love to see you back. Um, and and uh, same deal. Here's the link to book in. If you have a coupon code, I know some of you do like a discount off the second class. If there's some kind of incentive you could offer them to, to come back. Um, because you've already been once, I'd love to give you a special whatever or um, maybe some kind of a value add. Maybe they can get... Uh, you know, if you come back, maybe they can get like a, a guided MP3 that you can email to them or a handout that they can do some home practice, give them some kind of additional incentive to come back again for the second time. Once people come twice, so much more likely to keep coming. So that's what I wanted to share with you all today, folks, the power of email and how it is a really important piece in your business. The newsletters, no one has any business sending a newsletter anymore. Stop doing it. Newsletters died in, oh, I was going to say something really politically incorrect. I'm not going to. But man, did I want to. Gosh. Newsletters died in about 2004. Now it's about sending beautifully crafted, from the heart, compelling, interesting emails where you confidently offer what it is that you have to the people who want to receive it. Remember, if they say no, it doesn't make you a bad person. They just don't want to come to candlelit yin. Okay, they're not the same thing. Am I a good human? Does someone want to come to 6 a.m. Mysore? They're not the same thing. We're not allowed to take it personally when someone's like, mm, no. It's a nut for so many reasons that we can't even comprehend. Not because you're a bad person, okay? Rejection is okay. Let it happen. So sending out 
emails, sales emails. They can still add value. They can still offer something. You can still give some tips or a freebie or a, um, you know, some kind of insightful information, but you don't have to. You are enough. You are in business. You are not their guru unless you are a guru watching. Hello. Hariyom Tata. But you're their yoga teacher. You know, their dentist is not sending them an email saying, hey, you're flossing every day. And here's a thing that you might like to try to whiten your teeth DIY. And look, we've got a new mobile above the chair. No, they're just saying, hey, it's time for your six months checkup. Here's a link. Book in. Right? They don't have drama about it. You don't get to have drama about it either. And then I'm going, oh my God, they haven't booked in for a checkup. I must be a crappy person. No, stop doing that. Send out beautiful sales emails. And the second piece, today if you are looking to grow your yoga business in 2018 and i lovingly invite you to do that do not abort the mission simply because it's the 8th of october we still have a quarter of the year to go you got this craft yourself an onboarding email sequence either three emails over a week if you have a, like a 10 or a seven day trial or you offer drop-in classes or a longer number of emails over a month if you do a trial month. Go back, rewatch the replay, write down exactly what I say, tweak it so it sounds like you, get it happening. Remember so much, when we think about sales, so much of it is in the follow up. I say this again and again, in fact I was talking about it on the Business of Yoga Speaker Series with some of my gorgeous guests. Church, church not so popular anymore. Not as many people go to church as they used to. I think part of the reason so many people go to yoga now is because they want that thing from church. I'm not talking about JC or whoever your guy is. I'm talking about connection. I want to be in a room full of people that get me where I feel safe and I feel connected. That's what people are coming to yoga for. So if you can foster more of that once they've had their first experience of you by sending an onboarding email campaign, they are going to want to come back more often. And remember, more yoga equals a better planet. You are not exploiting people by having them come move their body once a week, right? Like it's good for them. Okay, folks, that is, uh, <laughs> Rosie says, I get that. Uh, Susan's here as well. Hi, Susan. We're talking in like 25 minutes. Can't wait. Um, that's everything I had to share with you all today. I'm going to be back here at the same time tomorrow. I've got a lengthy list of topics that I would like to cover with you for some mini training, some things to go get done before the year ends. But if there is something in particular that you would like me to train you on, there is a 20 minute something, something that you would like, uh, post it here. Please tag me so that I see it and uh, I can shimmy shake my agenda and cover what it is that would be more in service to you. Folks, like I said at the beginning, this Sunday, my time, so it might be Saturday, your time, crazy. Uh, I'm hosting a masterclass on actually mapping out and getting clear and putting into action steps what the rest of your business year looks like so that you do achieve your goals. Seven bucks. goes for 90 minutes. It's got a workbook that Chrissy made that looks amazing. You should come hang out with us. Uh, I'm going to repost the link so that you can sign up um, and uh, go join me. Um, go sign up so that you can join me live on Sunday. It's going to be Amazing, and I'm going to be doing some uh, special uh, giveaways and prizes and all of those good things as well. Before I finish up, I did mention that we were going to be doing giveaways. Yes, love me a giveaway uh, on these trainings. So let's do it. I um, let's see. Uh, all right, here's what I'm going to do. 
you got to mean this because I'm not going to go test it. Like this is all, you know, this is where the yamas and the niyamas come into play, folks. If you have been inspired by what I have shared, if you don't already have an opt-in sequence, but you feel inspired to go make one, if you commit to making your email sequence, by the end of the week, type your name in the comments. We're going to send you a copy of the, you've got to be here live with me, right? Like if you're the people that are watching me live, here's, let me start from the top. If you're watching this live, you're feeling inspired to create yourself an onboarding email sequence and you commit to getting it done by Friday night, type your name, type that you commit into the comments. We'll send you a copy of the Facebook ads masterclass training for free because I'm the boss of myself and I get to do fun things like that. All right, folks, I'll be back here again, same time tomorrow. Go get yourself signed up for the Achieve Your Yoga Beats Goals in 2018 masterclass happening on the weekend. And if you are up for getting that onboarding sequence in place by the end of this week, you know you're good for it. I want to see your name and that you commit to that in the comments here. And I will send you a copy of the Facebook ads masterclass 90 minute training so you can feel confident offering what it is that you have on Facebook and Instagram and calling in new students. Rosie Dean. Yes. Excited about that, Rosie. Excellent. Take care, everybody. Uh, and I will speak with you all again tomorrow, 9 a.m. I'm sorry. Someone emailed me while I was talking saying, what time is 9 a.m. in British Columbia? I don't know, but I think you might have found us anyway. It's now. Actually, it's 37 minutes ago. Not very helpful. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar want more from me subscribe to this podcast or follow me on insta at amy yoga biz coach talk again soon